welcome to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of the S. I'm Kate Barron. And I'm Sarah Starkman. I did it. Yay! Yay! This is episode episode 13. Lucky 13. I did not remember what episode we're on. I feel like (laughs) I think we've done like thousands of these <laughs> only because we hang out all the time and i just assume that everyone's recording us and we're on like the truman show that's what i was just gonna say the audio truman show. yeah we're on the audio truman show where everyone's <laughs> just following us around because we're so interesting as we go about our monday yes. daily lives oh i think you Which said we're... monday and i was like oh isn't it <laughs> Sunday? oh my god i can't i feel like you're in a real fucking mood today like you are just like a bit of a hot mess right from the start why are you such a disaster today not a okay Let's be positive. Let's be positive. I'm not a disaster. Why are you looking so great <laughs> for someone who... So all over the place? Is all over the place. No but you so look much. good. Thank you. I feel... Oh, look, I look like powder a little bit. What are you talking... I just told you you were tan. I know. Only the face part because I don't have any eyelashes right now. No, 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 and no. It, no, it's okay? No. I, you look good and you look tan. I feel Powder, like, look at me. You look like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler a little bit. I've never seen that movie, but I know but the reference. But you've seen the cover. Yeah, 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 Not cute. I know the reference. Um, So we've just, <laughs> we started off I real like positive. I feel right now, I feel like I look like a 90s Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> right? A little like bit? Ricky, Mickey Rourke, Ricky Mork, Mickey Rourke and Val Kilmer. Yeah. They can hang out. Yeah. You, me, and them on a double date. Are they oh. all still alive? They are, yes. right? No. <laughs> I mean, super big fans if you're listening. Whatever. Okay, next. Next. <laughs> what's uh what's positive in your world these days? Um what is positive? Um I ordered a jacket online from a store and it was like Okay, this sounds so trivial and so stupid, but it was a jean jacket, like a style of a jean jacket that I've wanted forever. And I've been on the hunt for this jacket. That, you know, when you're just like, if that existed, that's what I would want. Yeah. So I've been holding out for it forever. And then I finally found it. And they only had one size smaller or two sizes bigger. Ugh, the worst. And so it's like, what do you do? Right? So I went smaller because the jean jacket, like, you're not going to like do it up, whatever. Right? Yeah. It's better to have aspirational items. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> that's why I keep a baby's onesie. One day I'm hoping <laughs> to fit into it. My goal is when somebody goes, are you sick? I'm going to be like, thank you. Thank you so much. But like specified illness. Yeah. Is it is it serious? Is it herpes? <laughs> <laughs> is that a comedy show? One of the comics last night was like, we're all cool, right? We all got HPV. Like we're all cool guys. I feel like it's a really common thing. Like oh, that's okay. a common tag for people to be like, who okay, doesn't? Whatever. Who doesn't have it? Okay. I thought oh, it was, you thought it was unique. Oh, okay. Okay, well, whatever. Then fuck me. Okay, so we got. I got. I, I got this jean jacket. Yes. Shows up. I ordered the size smaller. It was too small. Felt super good about myself after that. Yeah. This is the positive story. Yeah. Um, and then I found it online, or that it was in a store. I called like every single store in North America. Everyone was sold out. Online said they were sold out. What's this woven with platinum? Like, I don't understand. I don't know why. I just, and it's a store I regularly shop at. And I, they're just, and I'm not going to mention them because they're actually not great for customer service. But, (laughs) but here, it it will get positive. Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) Stay with me on this journey to denim success. I'm with you. (laughs) Um, So I I was called, called around and somebody goes, okay, it's at this one particular store. 
a store that happened to be three hours outside of Ontario or outside of Toronto. And I was like, well, how the fuck am I going to get there? And that's like a three hour drive there. Yeah. So and I don't have a car and driving and like, and like hours? so somebody, I, I put it on a form and I go like, you know, can anyone help me out here? And somebody goes, here's a link to via rail. Why don't you buy a train ticket? I'm oh. like, oh my, you are so helpful. Thank mm. you so much for all your support in this. What did you post on buns? I posted on buns. I knew. So I posted on buns, my faves and, um, and I go, Hey, they're having on hold for me in my size, but it's like a million hours away. And it's so hard to get to. Is there anyone who's going out there? Anyone who lives up there, anyone who can help me out, whatever. This woman was like, you know what? Yeah. I wanted to go to the mall anyway. I'm going to go to the mall tomorrow. I'll take my kid. She wants to go to the Disney store. We'll make a whole little day of it. I'll get your jacket and I'll throw in Canada post and send it to you. And I was like, what? And so I transferred her the money for like the can what I felt the Canada post would be and the cost of the coat. And like, I, like, I don't even think I, it was that much more. Like really? I'm like, I'll pay you. Like, tell me what you want from me. I was like, I'll pay extra for it. Cause the jacket was also on sale, which is also why anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. It's just a jacket, whatever guys. Next day, she messages me a picture of her kid, super cute kid, uh, in the Disney store. And she's like, I should, I should thank you because I wanted to go shopping anyway. You gave me an excuse. Already in the mail. And like the next day I received the jacket. <gasps> and I was like, can I do anything for you? And she's like, no, we're good. I'm just like, no, 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 it's all good. Like, I just want to help you out. And I was like, why are you so nice? What a leap of faith for you. You're like, so I just like wired a whole bunch of money to a stranger. I know. I thought about that too, but I was just like, no, like, this you is what have faith. You have faith in humanity. Totally. This is the positive story. I know it was just a stupid jean jacket, which I love, and I'm going to be buried in it now. <laughs> but oh, so exciting. Like, but she was so nice to go do it. And I'm honestly, like, my sister asks me to pick up shit at the mall, and I'm going to, like, see her the next day. You asked me. Yeah, to you give your sister. Give me a bottle of Bailey's to then give to her. And I was like, fuck, man. You're you know? like, what are you, my mom? We don't live together. We just live a, <laughs> we just live a block apart, motherfucker. We live more than a block apart. And I'm like, ugh, fuck, I hate holding shit. I do. I hate you it when people You dropped the schlepping, though, and I was to like, yeah. To schlep it around, and I'm I just like, ya. especially, like, I'm always transiting and walking and stuff. So, like, schlepping around like a bottle of booze, and I'm like, whoa. Uh. You, got, you shut it down so hard. No, please don't do this to me. <laughs> because it is what my mom does. My mom sends boxes of shit to my sister's house. Does she not know how to send stuff to she her doesn't and give to a you? Shit. She doesn't care. I think she enjoys that I hate it. Here's the here's another side, as uh, a different aside to all of this. My sister thinks we're obsessed, Sasha. I'm obsessed with her because we mention her on like every podcast. We're doing it right now. I know. That's why I'm <laughs> mentioning the gifts it. that I'm gonna give her. Fuck. <laughs> this stupid. Oh, she's a nice girl. She's a nurse. She does good things. She but is. the other day she was like, what? Oh god. She's like, why don't you talk about nurses more, huh? Why don't you talk about how much work we fucking do? I'm like, well, you sound real positive. So let's put a pin in that one, big girl, and we'll just wait till next time. What would our aim be, too? Be nicer to your local nurses? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tip them? Like, I don't know. What, what do you... I don't, I don't think know. that's legal, is it? Uh, that you think a nurse would turn down if you... If I was really wealthy and I got, like primo service from a nurse i would give them like a very nice gift i feel like 
Well, that was okay. So then, this is also part of the positive thing, and we're obviously just bringing your sister up again because we are obsessed, we're with, just her. obsessed with her. Well, no, the the bottle of Ali's episode. It's like Brian's song. No, never mind. Isn't that a thing? It it sounds familiar and something like a, that I would have no idea. What right, did whatever. Brian Adams sing it about no, I himself? Think it's a tragically hip song. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. So. Oh no, it's a movie. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Brian's song is a movie of the week. Oh god, why did we do this? Why do I do this? That details the life of Brian Piccolo, played by James Caan. Uh, for Wake with Val Forest. Kilmer, yeah, university <laughs> football player stricken with terminal cancer after Charlie. Well, you're just taking this okay. into the shitter so fast. Not Brian's song. You haven't is... even left the park yet. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you go. <laughs> you go. I'm gonna stop. You go. That well, no, it's, jean jacket. It's yes. linked. It's linked because um, my sister had sort of like a health scare last oh, week. Yeah. Is this what your positive thing is? Yeah, Aww. and it was it was really scary. She was having really intense chest pains and crippling back pains that were interlinked, and she was in the emerge from yeah. like seven a.m. onwards. And I mean, your sister's not a fucking dial a nurse, and you wrote her, and she was just like in constant communication with me, and went and visited my sister, and was so nice and helpful, and like revised her meds, and made sure she got the right painkillers, like changed a prescription, yeah. and she's like, don't take those, I'll give you my private staff. Yeah, no, but I'm, well, it was just really interesting, because there's like two types of painkillers, and one I think is the same as naproxen, or like really similar to, and apparently, um, I don't know what the side effect is, but it can be no bueno. Whereas right. there's another one that doesn't have any side effects. So she was like, why wouldn't they just give you this? Right. Um, anyway, she was just so wonderful and helpful and like went out of her way. And I mean, she's there working her balls off. She doesn't need to be doing yeah. that. Uh, so I brought her a little Prezi today. The one I didn't want to slap. The one that you didn't want to slap. <laughs> You're like, fuck my sister. It's fine. It's her job. <laughs> no, but it was just um, she went above and beyond and it was yeah. much appreciated. Well, an ode to Allie. This is Allie's big yeah, episode, Yeah, she made I something. I mean, my sister, knock on wood, was totally fine. It was some random muscular thing, and she's healthy and whatever. But, like, it could have been something really scary with yeah. her heart or lungs, and she just made it feel – she made me feel much less anxious about yeah. it when I felt sort of helpless. So, yeah. I will yay, say nurses. having someone in – yeah, yay nurses and sisters. And I will and say sisters. having somebody in your family that can be, like, a healthcare advocate for you or your family, like – you know, we live in Canada, we have healthcare, we have medical, and it's not, it's not a case of like getting help, but sometimes like those things are making judgment calls or pushing back. And a lot of people just think they have to blindly accept like, oh, you're a doctor, I need to say yes to whatever you're saying I have or whatever. And that can be not always the case. And I have lots of friends who are physicians and and surgeons and anesthesiologists. Well, and all sometimes that. they always like, say, like, get a second opinion, right? And Allie yeah. was like, uh, and that's GPs cool. And know a lot, or they know a little bit about a lot of stuff. Right. Which is why you always have to be referred to specialists. Right, where Allie's a cardiac nurse. Make the best decisions they can, and, and they're all making the best calls and everything. But sometimes it's good to have that pushback and then question them. And I've seen it multiple times where Allie's been there with, like, my dad or something and be like, why, why, why? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you choosing that medication? Why are you not doing this? Whatever. And then it's as easy as them being like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. And you're like, what the fuck? So just like that, yeah. it could have been changed or something else. So 
Anyway. No, get, it's good to have someone in your family that knows. Oh, I went yeah. crazy. I literally... Um, so Eileen, one of my best friends, is a doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her husband's a doctor. And Courtney's dad and father-in-law are doctors. And Allie is a cardiac nurse. And I literally called everybody yeah, and was like, course. please help. And she was... But, I mean, obviously, she was right there. And um, anyway, it was it but was awesome. But your sister's okay? Yep, my sister's okay. And your sister is okay. Is and saint, she's going to be sainted? Saint Allie. Yeah. Saint Allie of Vancouver. Saint Allie of <laughs> Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> She'll love that. Yeah, she will love that. It'll um, be, I don't know. Whatever. Tell me your positive news. Okay. Uh, this is cool. Um, the first ever ocean plastic cleaner is going to tackle the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So it's this big machine that's been made to clean up the planet's largest chunk of ocean plastic. Yeah. And it's going to set sail in, I think, July of 2018. It's heading to the Great Garbage Patch. Halfway between California and Hawaii. Sounds like you're saying cabbage patch. Ca- well, yeah, it's a bunch of cabbage patch kids. And they all just go there and have like a super good time. And then it's like a fucking party. So cute. Fun fact. Um, growing up, me, uh, fucking Allie, of course. <laughs> me, my brother, my sister, and my like Nana, we all had cabbage patch kids. And we used to have birthday parties for them. That's adorable. But my Nana used to put a lot of weird lipstick and like blush on hers. And they looked kind of creepy. But yeah. And then when my mom... My mom and dad are downsizing their house and they're they're going to a smaller place because it's just <laughs> the two of them. Pull out all these prostitute dolls. And I'm like, oh, so how many of the cabbage? And I, like as a joke, I'm like, like, you have all this shit and like all bags of toys and stuff when, when we're younger. And then I go, oh, yeah, how many cabbage patch dolls are you going to keep? I hope enough to at least have a birthday party. <laughs> and my mom goes, oh, yeah, we're going to keep two or three. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine some of those would it's, be worth money if they didn't have makeup all over them. Yeah, if they didn't have some old lady's crusty <laughs> lipstick. From the 1982. Over, from 1982. <laughs> and the hair's all matted and stinks like cat pee, I'm pretty sure. And your we mom's like, doo doo doo. We haven't had a cat in 20 years, but all the shit down in the crawl space smells like cat pee. So go figure. Okay, so the Great Pacific. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot garbage. Oh patch. my god! Uh, it's, so it's between uh, California and Hawaii, which is a pretty big area. It's good. They think it's going to start collecting 1.8 trillion pieces of plastic rubbish amassed there by the ocean current. So it like collects it all. Right. So it's a combination of this huge floating net, or they're like screens, and ironically, they're held in place by giant plastic tubes. <laughs> themselves and they transfer the debris and they kind of like catch it and then it goes into ships that will take it to be sorted and recycled so it's this big thing it's launching out of san francisco when uh july of 2018 oh okay cool so they're actually doing it. july of this year you don't know what's happening um and it's a dutch non-profit behind the project of course it's dutch so it's um it's aiming to install 60 of the giant floating scoops and each stretch a mile from end to end and they're gonna do 60 of them so brilliant um and fish can escape the screens by passing underneath them and boats uh, that visit boats will visit every six to eight weeks to collect and clean the garbage and then they're going to recycle the plastic yeah, they're recycling it all. So okay, they'll be cool. bringing it back for recycling. And the system was the brainchild of a Dutch teen prodigy 
Boyan Slot. Okay, so I heard about, about this. Talked about this in a TED Talk. So I heard about this yeah. kid wanting to clean the ocean and his idea and all this stuff, but at the point that I'd heard about it, it was kind of like, I think it was a project he developed in school yep, or, yeah. yeah, so something like that, but I He's didn't. He's dropped out of college to pursue it now. Amazing. So and it hadn't been put into And he million for it via, via crowdfunding wow. and brought in other investors. Yeah, because our oceans are dying. So that would be an awesome thing to get on. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm like. It's happening. Yeah, and it's so good. Like it's. Yeah, so it's uh, cool. And they, they talk about uh, ghost ghost gear, uh, which is another issue. Is like ghost gear is parts of abandoned and lost fishing gear, including like nets, ropes, things like that. Like Hooks, from a, illegal fishing boats, often they kill more than one hundred thousand <gasps> whales, dolphins, and seals each year. Stop. Because uh, a lot of the sea creatures will drown because of it, and or they get mutilated by the plastic and. All that kind of stuff. So it's all going to help with all of that too. It's going to be like this big catch-all. Beautiful. So then I started looking at that kind of stuff. And then this other cool thing, scientists have accidentally created a mutant enzyme that eats plastic bottles. That is amazing. What what do you mean accidentally? So it's a breakthrough uh, at a Japanese dump. They discovered plastic eating bugs at this Japanese dump that could solve this pollution crisis. So they've created this mutant enzyme that breaks down plastic drink bottles. But it was by accident. They said um, it was a discovery in 2016 where the first bacteria naturally evolved to eat plastic in a waste dump in Japan. So they're they're they were researching it and trying to figure it out, and then they've been able to tweak the enzyme. It's just nuclear waste from Fukushima. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just melting. You don't it ask all? questions. This is a great story. <laughs> okay, sorry. And then so the team is getting together. It takes a few days to start breaking down the plastic, far faster than the centuries it would normally take in like oceans. Uh, Researcher optimistic that it could be uh, speeded up even further and become a lot, a larger, like sort of viable, large scale process. So could you imagine we go clean up the oceans, we bring the plastic back, we do these enzymes, they break it down, and then we just keep, you know, burning petroleum to build more plastic and we don't learn our lesson. But you know, but positive. So they say they're saying that like you know, uh, because currently even bottles that are recycled can only be turned into. Uh, certain things, right? right? So this uh, this enzyme indicates a way to recycle clear plastic bottles back into clear plastic bottles or something like that. Or I don't really even know how it all works. I don't really understand this like weird little bug that I'm picturing like crawly little bug that just goes and he's like, but like I don't really get it. But they say that isn't that crazy though that Mother Nature is like we're gonna have to just do this ourselves. Okay, start eating this shit. Don't get me started on evolution. But hello, that's a huge fucking yeah for our side. Indicator, wink, 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 wink. Awesome. But yeah, is that cool? I love that. Right. So. We're going to do it, guys. Yeah. We're just going to be living on the clean planet. What about you? What do you got? Okay, so um, this actually randomly happened last week. Uh, a man in his 40s from Sydney, Australia, won $2.5 million collectively after winning the lottery twice last week. Okay. What? So the first time... Uh, sorry. So the the sorry the the first time he won a million dollars early on in the week, and then he went back to the same uh, like corner store, 
and bought another one. And it was um, he was one of 14 Division One winners. It was like a 15 million pot divided by all these people. And he took home one point five million Australian dollars. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he said and he was like, there's no strategy. It was completely, completely dumb luck. And he's like, no strategy. No shit. It's a lottery. Well, no, but then there's always those. It depends on what kind of game you play. And then if you win okay, twice in a row, it's like, what are you doing over there? I don't know. He says, God's looked after him. And then I was thinking like, like we you, go from evolution to God's looking out. But for here's what I want to know. Was he a believer beforehand? Like if you win the lottery twice in one week, are you then like, someone's looking out for me? Yeah, he says he's ho- he he hopes to buy something on the Gold Coast. I'm assuming it's still too expensive, even if you're 2.5 million dollars richer. And he goes, a holiday to Honolulu goes without saying. I did treat myself to a nice brand new car, though. But the rest I'll be sensible with, definitely. I mean, like no mention of donation, but whatevs. No, but like, yeah, it was still it was still quite yeah, cool. No, what the fucking odds? Cool. Most lottery winners actually blow through their winnings uh, because they. It's like you get this weird thing and it's like been studied where most people who win giant jackpots, they just can't help themselves and they blow through it all and they're broke after a while. I need, I would need like my brother to come in and like give me an allowance or I would just be Lindsay Lohan. You just be making it rain. No one knows what I'm doing. I'm just beating off over here real quick. Um, Yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. I guess something similar stuff too, though, happens to like child actors or people get famous really quick, and then like look at Fifty Cent. Yeah, it's it's Fitty. I was just gonna say, should I say Fitty? (laughs) Should I say Fitty? Do you also know that Diddy's name is now just Love? Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, it is Ditty. (laughs) It's Fitty Ditty. Diddy. It's Ditty. Wika Wika. Wait, Diddy's name is now what? Love. Yeah. Fuck off. So wait, we went from Sean Combs to Sean Puffy Combs to Puff Daddy to P. Diddy to Diddy. Then there was something else. And now it's love. Well, Sean John. That was his line, though. That's not. Yeah, but like, I don't know. That's what Cassie calls his cock. Um, So so then I was like, who else has experienced this like type of luck? Right. Because I imagine it's not too many lottery winnings, like like back to back or just general, like just general luck. But, you know, indicative of our society, money is. Well, I mean, it is lucky. What else are you going to pick up? He picked up four clovers, four four leaf clovers. Now he's the luckiest man in the world. (laughs) Is he a leprechaun? (laughs) <laughs> right it's it's typically money so um there's a woman named joan ginther ginther joan ginther no that's her name i don't have a list does she live in barcelona joan ginther from ibiza yeah okay see is barcelona and she is the luckiest woman in the world <laughs> okay so she won the lottery four times what the fuck and it goes, and she and she didn't win no measly twenty dollar payouts. Okay, obviously she hit multiple million dollar payouts each time. For but they were far separated. It wasn't like in one do week. You think she has spent on the lottery over the years? Okay, no wait, wait. She won five point four million dollars. Oh, then a decade later, she won two million dollars. Then two years later, $3 million. And then finally, in the spring of 2008, she hit a $10 million jackpot. And the odds of this, are you ready? I actually have goosebumps. One in 18 septillion. I don't even know what that fucking means. 
What? What's a septillion? I think it's like a, something to do with like a like, seven. One in September. <laughs> <laughs> one in 18 Septembers. <laughs> one in 18 septillion. Like, Sept. Oh, so that's like, so it goes like, like billion, trillion, septillion, septillion. You have so much faith in us initially. You're like, we can do this. Billion, okay, trillion, so quadrillion, fadillion, septillion. Yeah. That is I it. That's it. <laughs> it's close. You're welcome, world. We should write for the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was crazy. Some people have that insane. That is fucking crazy. And like her luck, I felt like was more intense than his. Four times separated by like years in between. But I would, I would think that, well, I, I don't know. Because I would think that if I won a lottery, like five million bucks was her first one. I might be like, okay, I'm good. What are the odds that I'm ever going to win again? So I would probably stop playing. But I guess if you won, you'd probably be like, if it could happen once, you'd have faith that it could happen again. Well, clearly that must be their ideal because the first guy that I was talking about that happened last week in Australia, right. they were like, are you going to keep playing? And he was like, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, why fucking not? I won a bunch of money. Yeah. Wouldn't it be sad if he like... It's sad when I see people at like stores and they're like, you like they just don't have a lot of money and then they're just like, I want $10 more on the quick pick. And I'm like, oh my God, just save your money, mom. I no. know. <laughs> I know that is that is sad, but at the same time, if they're gonna spend a toonie there, yeah, no, it's better than it. other things, I yeah. guess. Anyway, so I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's fucking cool. Can we start playing the? Actually, right. I have started playing the lottery. Uh, oh, my friend. Oh, oh well, separately. Not yeah, separately. Um, my friend in Vancouver was like really wanted to do it, and there was all these texts about like doing it with like a group of us or whatever. And then I was like, I don't know, whatever, guys. I don't want to be left out of this. So whatever, you, just tell me what to transfer you money. It's like just give me eighty bucks. Choose one number, and then we'll just play it for the next, like, whatever. And then so she gives us, like, constant updates of where we're at and everything. That's awesome. So far, we've won, like, $5. But Ooh. we're in, like, a whatever. You only have, you know, oh God, And I put in 80 do... so I'm down. Yeah, I was going to say, you only have $75 more to make. And then no, 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 $5 divided by, like, six of us. Oh. Yeah, it divides up real nicely. Woof. <laughs> just he's, put it back. He's a winner. Put it back into the system. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... My throwaway, that was great, by the way. I right? really like those. Cool. I want to win the lottery. I know two people, or like through like second degree connections, two people who have won set for life, which is $1,000 a week for 25 years. What are you talking about? That is insane. Yeah. Who? Like, it was like Marita's aunt and then another friend of a friend. It was like a friend of a friend. So it's like through like, you know, right, but a degree separated. Maybe but. that's what you need to start. Maybe I need to start buying that. I'll just, the only time I I buy a lottery ticket is if the, if it's like 649, uh, if the pot is really big. Yeah. Like when and I'm like, if it's 22 mil. It? Well, yeah. What do I want to win 4 million that? for? What am I going to pay $3 for 4 million? Yeah, it's true. Like I couldn't use the four million. Yeah. Anyway, I could use twenty bucks. Yeah, all me too. <laughs> that, um, I, that okay. we just spent on parking. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, throw it at me. Throw it at me with the throwaway. So a man nearly jumped off an overpass, but thirteen truckers made a safety net with their trucks underneath the overpass that would not allow him to. If he fell, he'd fall on them, and it would be a much shorter fall. That would not. If he would not dry, he would not die. 
So is that what they did until the police got there? You no. Know, so the police blocked off lanes beneath the bridge because they didn't want him to jump and then hurt somebody else. So, and then like yeah, fall in a car or like cause an accident or whatever. But so the police worked together with like firefighters working together, and they urged him, of course, to get off the bridge. And they were negotiating with him. Um, and then under the bridge, they they've apparently done this before. It's routine to shut down the roads. And police continued to talk. And then what happened was somebody came up and offered to go underneath, I guess. And then a second rig joined them. And then another and another and another. And they all pulled up so tight with each other that no matter what, he would have fallen on them. And then they, um, like a lieutenant who was working, it wasn't the first time they'd used truckers to stop this. But they've never seen so many truckers volunteer to stay there. Because also you have to think, I mean, this is someone's life at stake, but truckers they are they lack of sleep they get like their lives are fucking hard yeah and they're also weren't they they on on the job as well And they're on the job and truckers get paid like you get paid to deliver it by a certain time so any like they could have pulled off to another exit and been like fuck this and gone around but they stayed there and it took um like four hours for them to get him uh to talk him down and they were just refusing to let him have that as an option to fall. So he walked off the bridge with the cops and uh, went uh, to the hospital with them. So, yeah, That's they really saved nice. his life. Isn't that nice? Really nice. Yeah. So, you know what? Go, truckers. Go, truckers, go. I don't want to know what happens at the truck stops <laughs> with the ladies there or whatever. But I, I don't want to get in one. I don't know. Don't get in one. But if you're going to jump off a building, maybe you want one close by. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, that was it. What's your throwaway? So, um, teachers in West Virginia right now are striking for higher wages and better benefits. Less less guns in their face? So, but but in West Virginia, almost one in four children are in poverty. So, for a lot of them, free or reduced price school meals or their, like, breakfast or lunch or their main meal of the day. And they say that, like, and this is an aside and a really nice thing, that some schools even run Friday pantry programs to feed students through the weekends. They can just come and, like, grab a bunch of shit for the family. Um, And the teacher strike closed all the state's public schools last week, which would have screwed the kids nutritionally. But before they made the decision to strike, they made sure all of their students were taken care of. So they got together the Wednesday before they went on strike and packed bags with meals to get students through the um, the next two days, which is what the amount of time for the strike was expected to be. And when the strike inevitably went on longer, um, they all mobilized again and took time away from the picket line to make sure their students were fed first and foremost. Ugh. And some families are That's now amazing. finding striking teachers on their doorstep with boxes of food. What? Just like if there's like leftovers from the day or whatever after they're on strike, they'll wow. like take the boxes and drop them off to the families. And I just thought that was so teachers do not get paid enough like holy shit these are also these are also clearly really passionate involved teachers but still like that's fuck that's like honestly even teachers i know all, all the teachers that i know they put their own which is insane to me they pay their own pocket like money to for school supplies supplies to books to like Especially my friend who taught like kindergarten and grade one and stuff, but it, this is in Canada too. She had she bought markers. She would spend like five hundred bucks at the start of the year on books for the class, markers, paper, all this shit. I'm like, and that's just out of her pocket. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's insane to me. Insane. Oh my god, but that's amazing. Beautiful, amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful. They were like these kids, and them 
eating comes before our own benefits yeah. or whatever we're doing. So yeah, I thought that was really special. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. Wow, that's a good one. So many good articles. So, I know. I yeah, that was great. That made me feel really good. Me too. We're doing it. We're just all doing it, you We're know. We're just doing it. Just doing it in our new jean jackets <laughs> with our sisters. <laughs> and you guys should be doing it with them, too. Yeah. Just, you know, we're let's all doing just, it. Let's just we're do better. We're trying to do better. Do better, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.